0: We are maskmarket.com, a Michigan-based company that allows you to create your own unique mask for you, your family, or business. We have over 100 pre-made designs that can be shipped within 24 hours. And if you buy one today, we will donate one. Let's work together to help others in this time of need. Only at maskmarket.com. Hey, this is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to take a minute to tell you about Power Audio. Now, power Audio is going to change your listening experience. You're probably asking yourself, TJ, how is Power Audio going to change my listening experience? Because Power Audio has a revolutionary design delivers a crystal clear and powerful sound and a collapsible bluetooth speaker that's right collapsible bluetooth speaker and is designed for ultimate portability so check out facebook.com search pow audio or on their website powaudio.com that's p-o-w audio.com that's Oh. One more time. Oh, Hey, what's going on, Who that Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you very much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Whether you're watching this show live or you're watching it uh, in the morning, evening, or night, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate that. Um, on this edition, we're going to be talking about Alvin Kamara. And uh, should Alvin Kamara be considered for league MVP? And we're also going to be talking about some of the uh, familiar faces that the Saints are trying to bring back to the team. And um, why do the Saints keep doing this? But, of course, uh, thank you very much for all of those that are in the comments right now. I'm going to take a few phone calls a little bit later in the show. But we are going to be talking about Alvin Kamara first and foremost. Uh, we got to talk about Alvin Kamara because Alvin Kamara is having a really good season right now. He has seven touchdowns. He's leading the NFL in touchdowns. And if you go back, I mean, he has scored a touchdown uh, in every game, I think, since like week 16, if I'm not mistaken. So this guy has been on another level. And I think we all can agree that Alvin Kamara being 100% is the best thing to happen uh, for the New Orleans Saints, especially since you have Michael Thomas, who is not here, and you got Jared Cook, who's injured. So uh, it's been an Alvin Kamara show. And I'm having this conversation because – it just seems like to me, like the most valuable player, I was watching ESPN, I was sitting on a couch. This this happened recent, like this happened tonight. And I was sitting on the couch and I'm watching ESPN and they started showing like the MVP candidates, like who's up for MVP? Who's up for MVP? You know what I'm saying? This, that, and the third. So all of a sudden I just see Russell Wilson. I see Aaron Rodgers. I see Patrick Mahomes, but I'm like, where are the other offensive players that's having really good seasons? Where's Elvin Kamara? And I understand what the, what the league tries to do. I understand that the quarterback is the face of the franchise and the quarterback is the one that gets all the attention. He gets all the praise when a team is good. He gets all the blame when a team is bad. But I just feel like if you are a player opposite of a quarterback, you have to do something that's kind of like, like unbelievable or like something people ain't seen in like 80 years in order for you to be considered. And I don't feel like that's right. You know, I mean, I don't feel like just because you're the quarterback doesn't automatically just means that you're the most valuable player. That That's just not the truth. You got several teams. Okay. For example, the New York football giants, uh, Daniel Jones is their quarterback. He sucks. Let's just call it for what it is. Saquon Barkley is the MVP of that team. You look at the Carolina Panthers last year, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Christian McCaffrey was the MVP of that team. You look at the Los Angeles Rams, Aaron Donald is the MVP of that team. So I don't understand like, why do they have to just surf far and wide for the best quarterback on every team? I feel like Alvin Kamara's name needs to be considered. And I don't think it just needs to be offensive player of the year. Cause that's a bunch of BS. And These players, it it didn't always used to be like this. Because I remember, you know, remember Lawrence Taylor uh, being league MVP. You know, I remember like running backs and and wide receivers being MVPs. But now it's like, if you're not a quarterback, it really don't matter. And and it's not just in the NFL. It's like in college too. Like, they try to get a Heisman Trophy every year to a quarterback. Like, just because he's a quarterback don't mean – that he's not the most valuable player on his team but that's what the media likes to make us believe okay that's why we have these monday morning quarterbacks and we have we watch first take and we watch undisputed and we watch first thing first and you know what I'm saying speak for yourself we watch all these shows and they tell you how important the quarterback is but they never tell you about the other positions on the field okay they don't talk about the offensive line i don't care how great i don't care how great your, your quarterback, if you don't have an offensive line, he ain't doing jack, okay? So just if you feel like, oh, man, a quarterback lead the way, not necessarily true. Not necessarily true. Quarterback can have all the talent in the world, but if he don't have those pieces around him, he's not going to shine. And uh, I just feel like Alvin Kamara needs to be in this conversation because, you know, conversations have been about Drew Brees' uh, play, you know, his, his inability to throw the ball down the field. That's been a narrative this year. Uh, you know what i'm saying michael thomas being injured jared cook being out of the lineup the one steady thing that has been going for the new orleans saints has been alvin kamara he's been as consistent as you can possibly be over these first four games of the season so i don't understand why this guy's name isn't nowhere in the mvp conversation i don't understand why this guy can't get any type of recognition and they are just automatically just pushing him to the offensive player of the year category and that, that that's just so disrespectful to me because right now you can arguably say that he is the best running back in football and according to pro football focus he's the best wide receiver <laughs> in football because he has a higher rating than any other wide receiver in the national football league according to pro football focus and if he can actually fall into that category he would be better than all the other wide receivers in the league he has a a grade right now of 91.9 so I think they need to put some respect on my guy, Alvin Kamara's name. Um, it's good to see him back to being 100%. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing Alvin Kamara, you know, do his thing. And also want to talk a little bit about Alvin Kamara in another regards, which I've been seeing us, a couple people people uh, mention this about the game that just taken place and about Alvin Kamara, you know, and some of the things that he did in that game. Uh, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Josh and Jesus, thank you very much for the $2. He says we got four games in, bro yeah man uh got got one half of the season done you know what i'm saying got got almost done you know what i'm saying well a quarter i should say got a quarter of the season done uh power audio thank you for the five dollars you said that promo was weak do it over and do a little dance or something this time <laughs> uh thank you very much power audio uh the one of the, the sponsors of the state of the saints podcast thank you very much for the five dollars uh look i'm sorry you ain't like the promo but that's what you get you know what i'm saying like but I do appreciate the the Bluetooth speaker that you sent. You know what I'm saying? It, it is bomb, y'all. I'm not gonna lie about that. Y'all know I am sugarcoat. It is a really cool like uh, Bluetooth speaker that they have. Um, it's about the size of an iPhone, and it, it, you know what I'm saying? You can like you can pull it out. You know what I'm saying? It, it has like a magnetic backing on it, so you can stick it to like your phone, or uh, you know what I'm saying? Like anything like that's made of metal or something like that. Like it, it's pretty cool, man. And it has like a real strong sound. So. Man, check them out. I'm, I'm not lying to you. That, that's that's that, that. booze who speak on point. <laughs> uh, Jerry said, "Chill Pie Audio." <laughs> uh, Jared says, "Who that cries?" Uh, X uh, says, "Uh, God is good." Falcons lose again. Won't he do it? Yeah, man. Something is seriously wrong with the Atlanta Falcons, and something is seriously wrong with Arthur Blank. Uh, I, I know that uh Bill O'Brien was fired by the Houston Texans. Well deserved, by the way. And um, I've been preaching that sermon from off the mountaintop for quite some time because I felt like Bill O'Brien was was an underachiever. But it just seemed like nobody in the Houston, Texas organization understood that. And I feel the same way about Dan Quinn. You know, Dan Quinn uh, was a guy who uh, was known for coaching a legion of boom uh, with the, the Seattle Seahawks, you know, when they were in that prime. And then he got a job as the head coach at Atlanta Falcons. And they had a a couple of good seasons, man. You know, they went to the Super Bowl. Not going to knock them for that. You know, they lost. We all know what happened. But uh, it just seemed like Dan Quinn has lost his locker room. It seemed like nobody's really playing with any type of fire, any type of passion. And, you know, when you start losing games the way that they've lost games, you know, it it gets into the back of your mind. Like, man, maybe we just aren't good enough. And um, there's something going on in, in Atlanta, man. They got a black cat like walking around that, that facility somewhere because I've never seen a, a a franchise that has been so snake bitten. Like I, I man, bro I mean, my goodness. like, it, like it's to a point where it, it ain't even funny no more. It's sad. And uh you know it's 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 fun. Like I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It's kind of fun when like both of the teams are competitive. Like I get it, folks. Like it it, it makes us feel good that you know what I'm saying the Saints have a better record, but it, it makes the the rivalry better when both teams are good. When the other team like really struggling, like it's almost like I don't know, man. Like you you kicking a wounded man or something like that. But like when both of the teams are up, you know, I you know I, I love that like camaraderie. It, it just don't feel the same. It this I, I shouldn't feel sad. I I, I shouldn't feel sorry for Atlanta Falcons. Like it, this is sad right now. Like this ain't even funny. Like I laugh like when the Cowboys happen. You know what I'm saying? And I laugh again you know what i'm saying the, the following week but like this week man i can't even laugh man this, this is just this sad like this is absolutely sad man I, I i mean i actually legitimately feel sorry for the atlanta falcon fan base man like seriously like you gotta be made of some tough stuff and be a true fan if you still repping talking about i'm still saying rise up at this time because my goodness i mean this team literally rips your heart out of your chest yes sir uh he's a game changer he leads the league in touchdown yards from scrimmage and all-purpose yards yeah man i mean he on a mission right now he definitely on a mission i'll be ripping him says yo chemo you always been cool to me can i trouble you for some advice okay i'll be ripping him that's the first like legitimate <laughs> statement i think i ever heard him say that didn't involve uh flatulence like i'm proud of you i'll be ripping him he's growing <laughs> uh enlightened warrior says uh old noodle arm bashing uh quiet this week uh yeah man i mean the the best way that you can quiet the critics is go out there and ball out so i mean he he, he balled out and that's basically it you know but I, we would like to see that consistently you know like we like to see what we saw last week consistently um, something been wrong with Arthur Blank. Uh, well, I mean, every time I look at Arthur Blank, he remind me of uh, I don't know that dude Vincent Price back in the day. Like, I don't know if y'all ever y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Vincent Price, I think he used to do Masterpiece Theater or something like that. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't think if that's the case. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Masterpiece Theater. Vincent Price, you know, <laughs> like that's what he reminds me of. And but Arthur Blank, man, I don't know, like. I feel bad for the man. I mean, I know he's just trying to, you know, try to get some, some winning out there in Atlanta, but it ain't working. Kamara is the best running back in the league. He's the true MVP of the team, too. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. Absolutely. I truly believe they are cursed uh for building that new stadium where the historical church was. Uh that could have something to do with it if you're a conspiracy theorist, but. Man, they just don't know how to close games, man. They just don't know how to close. Like, my goodness. My goodness. Uh, some head coaches are better coordinators. Lincoln Riley uh, better get ready for his call from Houston. Uh, yeah, man, Lincoln Riley better get up out of Oklahoma before, uh, you know, the the whole, like, shine off him, uh, you know, starts to kind of rust a little bit because they lost two straight games. They lost to Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken. They lost to Kansas State. So. That's not a good look right now. And I understand they got a freshman quarterback who I feel like that dude probably gonna be the, the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, man. What an arm that kid has. But um Lincoln Riley may want to get up out of uh, o- Oklahoma before people don't um uh, look at him as being the one the kid anymore. Uh Kimo's, uh giving a shout out to IB uh Anthony says, bro, uh it has never been sad watching Atlanta lose. Well, like I said, I mean, it's it just sad, man. Just watching how they lose, and man. Just, I don't know to me, you know what I'm saying? I, I like, I just like robberies, man. Like I I feel like it's pointless to laugh or, or go at a team when they not winning, you know, or, or when you ain't winning, like it's pointless. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel, I just feel like that just low hanging fruit. Like it's like, it's like when I was in college, man, Alcorn and Jackson State, right? Alcorn is, is Jackson State University, uh, my alma mater's biggest rival. Like when I was in college, like, like it was a real rivalry. They'll win one year, we'll win one year. You know what I'm saying? Southern University, did the same way. We'll win one, they'll win one. That's that's a rivalry to me. But when you getting beat to sleep and, you know, like it, it just – I don't know, man. It just does something to me. It's like – when both of the teams are competitive, it means more to me when we beat them versus if they offer and we and we play them and we beat them. It's it just it's not the same. Like I, I can understand like last year, like like how Falcon fans were like, Well, we're the reason why y'all win the number one seed because one of those losses was to us. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get that because it's like, okay, y'all spoiled our plans. Cause that, that's the true definition of a rivalry to me when something is on the line, when a team is playing for something, and you spoil it. Like back out there 2012, when the, when the Falcons were like 8 0 and the Saints beat them and snapped their eight game winning streak, like that's that's something that means something to me. Like, if you come in at uh, you know, what I'm saying limping and you like 0 and 5, 0 and 6, a 1 and 5, like I mean, not the same to me hey TJ keep up the great work thank you Joe I appreciate that the last thing said I wouldn't mind the Falcons becoming the new Browns <laughs> oh man indeed last thing well I mean I'm pretty sure a lot of Saint fans aren't giving the Falcons any sympathy I'm not giving them any sympathy I'm just saying it's it. you know it's just and it's not as competitive I like I like competition yeah beating an 0-4 Falcons team gives us no stripes at all like last year they were four and nine they beat us so we can't uh, overlook them yeah that's 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 the point like they were they were a team with a losing record last year that came to New Orleans after the Saints had their bye week and they slapped around the Saints like you have to you have to be 100 you got to be honest we got them back in th- on Thanksgiving but they did slap around the Saints and, and they did beat us pretty you know what I'm saying like pretty good pretty doggone good so you know I just feel like that's the definition of a robbery, Spoiling somebody's plans. You know, that, that's 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 the true definition of a rivalry to me. Like when a team is like on an uptick, the other team comes in, destroy that. If you're on the playoffs and one team, you know what I'm saying, beats the other, you know, in order for them to advance. Like those are like robberies to me. Like I look at Atlanta as being a rival. I look, and honestly, over the last decade, I feel like the Minnesota Vikings is like the second, the Saints' second biggest rival, and the Dallas Cowboys is like the third Saints' biggest rival. Like I don't look at, I don't look at Carolina and Tampa the same way I look at Atlanta and at, and Minnesota and Dallas. Like I, I just don't, you know what I'm saying? Like I just don't. Like Tampa, I'm 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 seeing you know people buzzing right now, man. Tampa, man, we run the division. I'm like, whoa, now, whoa, it's only four games. But I'm like, I never really look at Tampa as a robbery ever. Like, I never, I never look at Tampa as a robbery. Like, I know they they are in the in the division, but I want the Saints to beat Minnesota more than I want them to beat Tampa. I want them to beat the Cowboys definitely more than I want them to beat Carolina. Those are like my true rivals for the Saints. Those are those are my true idea of rivals for the Saints. TJ laughing my A off. Who feels bad for their rivals? Let them die. Well, I don't say I feel, I mean, I don't know, man. Like I said, I just like competition. Shout out to my HBCU uh, Southern University. Shout out to Southern University, man. Shout out to them Jaguars. Uh, I'm all for robberies and I'm all for Falcons being trash. (laughs) I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, But like I said, man, I just like competition. That's like to me, like, <laughs> like, are you gonna get strikes? Like, for example, if you're going up and you playing 21, a hustle against a six year old kid, and you beat that six year old kid out of 21 and you, you, you to two, like, do you get any strikes for that? Like, you get any strikes? Like, that, that's the way I feel about when games are not as competitive. Uh, tj key speaking the truth man beat the falcons <laughs> like a drum man I, like i said i wanted them to beat the falcons i'm just saying like like, it's, it, like y'all have to admit like what a falcon fans at? like if, if this would be way more fun right if we had like falcon fans how they were when this show first came out right if we had a whole bunch of falcon fans up here infiltrating the chat because both teams were doing pretty well and Y'all bash them, they'll bash us. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like you don't even see them in here no more. <laughs> uh, Kim says Falcons have uh, too much potential to be performing like this. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it is sad. But like I said, I, I just feel I, I'm really, really scared because I feel like the Atlanta Falcons going to take Jeff Ireland away from the Saints. Like, that's that's the That's the biggest fear that I have. And the Saints can't do anything about it. It's not like how uh, the league has been in the past where um, franchises can actually stop uh, executives and coaches from interviewing with other teams. They can't do that no more. So if Arthur Blank wants to sit down and have a conversation with Jeff Ireland, he can. And we all know Jeff Ireland has done a great job. He's the reason we've been having all these great draft picks over the years. So that would be, man, that would be, man, I'd be very, very ticked off. I, I'd rather you take Mickey Loomis before you take Jeff Allen away. Uh already read that. Uh Debo says, as far as talent, the Falcons have always been right behind us and in, in talent, neck to neck. Uh they just end up losing so much to where they <laughs> let go of a lot of talent. The Falcons pathetic so much for uh from losing. Well, first off, the reason why the Falcons uh end up falling flat on their face because the Falcons aren't a genuine franchise. I'm gonna say that again the reason why they fall flat on their face because they're not a genuine franchise and the reason i say that is because the atlanta falcons are a bunch of copycats they look at the new orleans saints and they build their team around stopping the saints right but they have to remember they only play the Saints twice a year right so for example when the saints went out there and they got Marshawn Lattimore and they got marcus williams and then Ken Crawley during that time when he was playing really well, what did they do? They went out there and they got, they went out there got Calvin Ridley. They went out there and got uh, Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel. They got Julio Jones. They got all, all these other guys, you know what I'm saying? To be able to counteract it. When the saints uh, start to get pressure, you know what I'm saying? On them boys get, getting sacks. What did they do? They went out there, they built themselves an offensive line. You know what I'm saying? They got, you know what I'm saying? They drafted about three guys in the draft on the offensive line. So, and what they do is every draft pick that they do, they try to counteract for that. The Saints were a high-powered offensive team, and the Falcons wanted to be a high-powered uh, offensive team. They they looked at Sean Payton as being an offensive genius. So what did they do? They go out here and try to get somebody like Kyle Shanahan. They go out there and get somebody like Dirk Cutter. They went out there and got... Uh, I want to say, uh, did they get, um what's that dude's name? I can't remember. He's the offensive coordinator right now uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide. But anyway, like they go out here and try to do these things to try to counteract the Saints, but they don't build a team for other opponents, all right? They just want to be able to <coughs> beat the Saints. And you can tell like Arthur Blank, like that means a lot to him beating the New Orleans Saints. But the New Orleans Saints, they kind of do their own thing. The, the Saints kind of got lost in the sauce back in, what, 2012 when, you know, when they hired, you know, what's that, 2013 or something like that. But they hired Rob Ryan, and they wanted Rob Ryan to run a, a defense like the Seattle Seahawks. That's why they got Jairus Bird. They wanted him to play the middle of the field and be like Earl Thomas. Like, we kind of fell into that trap. And y'all seen what happened, man. One of the worst defenses over the past three to four years. I mean, it was a straight dumpster fire. That's what's wrong with the Atlanta Falcons, in my opinion. They have no identity. They have none. They're, they're a copycat team. They, you know what I'm saying? They look at other teams, and they try to build their team the same exact way. I don't know if Arthur Blank is talking to Dimitrov, who is a terrible GM, by the way. I don't know if he's talking to him and saying, well, the Saints got this, the Saints got that. So let's go out here. and Let's draft this guy and that guy. Like, come on, man. You gotta be You got to be authentic, man. And they're not. That's that's the that's the reason why they lose. Uh I've been uh cursing the Saints uh too lately, though. The black cat that followed the Falcons. Thank you very much for two dollars. <laughs> well, I appreciate you for leaving a vicinity uh of, of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Like last week we needed that win. Appreciate that black cat. Uh Peyton says, TJ, what's your thoughts on Traquan Smith? Is he finally uh turning the curve as a Saints number two? Uh I think he's turning a corner. Uh, but I don't think that he's the Saints number two right now. You know, I, well, you know, I think right now he's the number two because Michael Thomas is out and Emmanuel Sanders is the number one. But it is good to see Traquan Smith step it up just a tad bit and um, start to live up to his potential. But I think it had a lot to do with Tay again Jr. leaving his team. Uh, I feel like when Tay again Jr. left, it gave Traquan Smith an opportunity to play in this. His natural uh position, which is on the outside. So when you put him on the inside and you expect for him to run the slot, I mean it was kind of hard for him to do because that's not his that's not his game. Like some guys you can, you know, you can put in a slot and they do a really good job. Like, for example, you know, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald came into the league in 2003, ran like a 4-3-4-4. He was on the outside all those years for Arizona, but started to get in his 30s and he started to slow down. So he went into the slot. And he was able to uh, resurrect his career and he's still playing right now because he went into the slot. But the slot is a very hard position to play. I don't I don't think people understand that. The slot position, a very hard position to play. Um, is a, is a lot about footwork, timing. Uh, you got to run pristine routes. You got to be like one of the best route runners on the team in order for you to play in the slot. That's why, I've, you know, that's why I got a lot of respect for guys that play in the slot because guys on the outside – they can kind of fool you and think that, you know what I'm saying, they just bona fide, certified beasts because, you know, they they win those 50-50 balls and they got to outrun people. But that guy in the slight, like, you have to really have some good footwork. You got to have some good timing. You got to have some good, pristine routes in order for you to do that. So that's the reason why everybody can't do it. And I feel like that's the reason why Traquan Smith suffered. Because if you look at Traquan Smith at Central Florida, man, he, he wasn't really in the slide that much. He was just a guy that ran like a deer. He, he, he can outrun the defender, and he used to catch the ball, and he had a really good hands. So I think he kind of struggled because he he's not that good, precise route runner, but he is a guy that can get away from people. I mean, the case in point, that first touchdown that he scored, I mean, it was basically just a slant all the way across the field. I mean, he just outran Desmond Trufant. So some guys have it, some guys don't. But it's good to see him living up to his potential, no doubt about that your boy jay says girly knees are bad dude shouldn't even be in a league with arthritis uh, arthritis knees uh he isn't the dude we saw in 2018 yeah man i feel bad for him man because we all know what ty girly can be you know we all know what ty girly can be man and i feel bad uh that ty girly is dealing with that uh he has so much promise man and i'm not even, like i like ty girly i've always liked ty girly um You know, I've been watching him since he was at Georgia. I remember him tearing his ACL, uh, man, but he, he's a good, he's a good football player, man. It's just unfortunate, uh, that he's not going to be that player that he could truly have been. Uh, Gerald says, TJ, I'm proud to say your commentary and analysis have converted my brother, uh, Haji into a true saints fan, uh, after years of him being a diehard Falcon fan. Well, Gerald, man, I appreciate that, man. Um, you know, I appreciate you uh, you know, with the with the kind words and uh you know tell your brother, man, there's always room over here in the Who That Nation, man. If you want to feel like a winner, you know, and he don't want that the, the same Atlanta Falcon team blowing them big leads when they matter, tell him he can come to the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> yeah, uh oh <with> yeah, <laughs> y'all remember that man with Suge Knight? If you don't want to be a if you want to be a star. And you don't want your executive producer all up in the videos, dancing, come to that rope, <laughs> Yeah, if you want to feel like a winner, he can come to the Saints, man, straight up. Uh, is Sean Payton finally realizing that, that the running game uh, and we can win that way? Run control the clock and keep ID off the field. My goodness, man. My goodness. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that the game plan last week was a step in the right direction. But this is Sean Payton that we talking about. This is Sean Payton that we talking about. And uh wouldn't surprise me at all if he come out here trying to throw the ball all over the place. wouldn't surprise me at all. Cross says, I'd be shocked if Dak leaves Dallas. Uh, Dak needs to leave Dallas because that's a straight dumpster fight. And I, I got a conspiracy theory going on here. I got a conspiracy theory about the Dallas Cowboys. I really feel like the Dallas Cowboys are trying to do a 1989 Jimmy Johnson Dallas Cowboy move like I really feel like they are trying to tank I'm serious like I really feel like this team is trying to tank I don't think they want to win against the Falcons I don't think they want to win I think this team is trying I think this team knows that they don't want Dak Prescott and they're trying to lose and tank so they can get Trevor Lawrence. That's that's my honest opinion. I feel like they want to lose so they can get Trevor Lawrence to be their starting quarterback. And then they're going to try to go out here and they're going to try to probably get rid of uh, Demarcus Lawrence. You know, They're probably going to go out here and sign a couple more free agents and try to build through the draft. I really feel like this team is tanking it. I feel like they don't want Dak Prescott. They don't really want him. So They'll let them play out this season, give them the little franchise tag, and let them get sent on his merrily little way. And they're gonna try to get uh Trevor Lawrence. I think they are intentionally trying to lose. I, I I really feel that way. Uh Ty Gurley, thank you very much for the $2. Says, I always wondered if you like me or not. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, man, Ty Gurley, man. I ain't got no problem with Ty Gurley, man. Good, good football player. Uh, just gonna be one of those guys, man, that, that's never really gonna live up to the their full potential because of injury. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Derrick Rose or or Grant Hill in basketball, right? I mean, if Grant Hill didn't get hurt, I mean, he probably would have been one of the best small forwards of all time. Uh, If, um, you know, if Derrick Rose, definitely, if Derrick Rose uh, didn't get hurt, we all know how much of a beast that dude was. The youngest league MVP in history, like one of the fastest, man, one of the fastest point guard I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, if Derrick Rose didn't get hurt, like, we all know where he would have been. Same way with Ty Gurley, man. I feel like he still can uh, be beneficial to the team, but he is damaged goods right now, man. Uh, Chopper City says, I caught that. <laughs> Chopper City, man. Shouts out to BG, man. Y'all free BG. <laughs> Chopper City, man. It used to be my, one of my favorite albums right there, man. Cad money is an army, may get the Navy. If you ever play him, don't act like it's gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference. <laughs> and man, Mr. Pops 3000, man, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, imagine uh, how um, I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. I don't know if it's Hygie or Hidgey, uh would feel if the Falcon drafted a real quarterback, got a real coach, and went five Super Bowls straight. Man, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, that I don't want to see. Cowboys have high-powered offense and a bad defense, which is a complete 180. I don't see them really uh, tanking. Uh, they look uh, to fight hard on offense. Yeah, at the end of games, Last Saint. At the end of the game? Like, man, bro, when when the playbook is basically just thrown, thrown out, you, are, you down by like three, four touchdowns. Like, okay, now you can play park ball. But come on, man. Like, we all know Jerry Jones. We we all know Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is about show, okay? He's a showman. And I, I mean, a part of me feel like Jerry Jones don't even care that his team not going to win the Super Bowl. Like, seriously. Like, I think that Jerry Jones likes that because still, it's keeping fans on the edge of their seats. The, the Cowboys are still competitive. They're going toe for toe. I mean, toe to toe. and I think he ain't got no problem with it. I think he thinks that type of I think he think that type of a game is exciting. I don't think he even cares. Like I just think he likes the excitement aspect of it all. I mean, you you can't now, you cannot love winning that much because if <laughs> if you did you would have been fired yourself and put somebody else in there that was more qualified than you. So I don't know, man. A cowboy is not going to be nothing to Jared Jones is I hate to say it until he. Uh, goes 10 toes up. I mean, I hope that's no time soon because you know, you got nothing against Jerry Jones. I mean, the man just he's just a businessman, but they ain't gonna win nothing until he, he passes on. Uh, what's up, TJ? Uh, just joined in the chat. Is there any news on Marcus Davenport? Uh, well, from what I heard, man, shouts out to Nick Underhill. Um, said that, um, well, they're gonna try to see if he can actually play, you know, they're gonna see if he can actually try to play this game against the Chargers. Uh, it's still not set in stone yet. They might keep him out and have him come back after the bye week, but would be nice to see him on the field. But uh, since we talking about that, I mean, if he comes back, I definitely want to take out Trey Hendrickson. I let Marcus Davenport earn his spot. And my, Trey Hendrickson's been playing outstanding, he leads the team in sacks, uh, um, her, uh, quarterback hurries, uh, quarterback pressures. So, why, why in the hell would you take Trey Hendrickson out for a guy, uh, if you? If you uh, sneeze on him, he hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up, man. Like anytime you sneeze on this man, like <laughs> he hurt. So why why would you want to take out somebody like uh, Trey Hendrickson, who has been doing an outstanding job for a guy who is? Because uh, I said soft. Because I said soft. So what? I said I spell it S-O-F capital T soft. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Why would I want to take out Trey Hendrickson for that? I wouldn't. Derek Jones is pretty old. Sad to say he won't see a Super Bowl in his old age. Well, uh, he had three to see, so. But they ain't winning nothing as long as he the GM. Uh, TJ Scott Zilla says, if they lose to the Giants, I know for sure they're tanking. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they suck. The Giants, like, like if you're, uh, I feel so bad for people in New York. Like, if you're a Jets fan or a Giants fan or a Knicks fan, my or a Mets fan and even uh if I'm not mistaken the Yankees had a bad season this year right if, am I wrong am I wrong for that did the Yankees have a bad season like I mean no hope nowhere okay like nowhere like Brooklyn didn't make the playoff like nobody like I mean my goodness my goodness New York my goodness I, I feel y'all pain uh true dada uh Kevin says uh good press or bad press as long as you're talking about the cowboys he is happy exactly and i mean honestly why would you care about winning they own all the press i mean win or lose they're gonna be they're gonna start every show talking about them so why not respect your saints beat my lions yeah man shots out to you man i appreciate you man uh like i say man i ain't got nothing against the the lions man i i <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I feel like uh, they they got some really bad decision makers. Uh, The Ford family are are horrible owners. I'm sorry, my friend, but they're horrible owners. Uh, You get rid of Jim Carwell when he had back-to-back 79 seasons, a well-respected coach in the league. Everybody loved Jim Carwell. Not to mention, man, we know Jim Carwell, man. He led the, the Indianapolis Coast to the Super Bowl, you know, the Super Bowl we won. But Jim Carwell is a good coach, man. Didn't deserve what happened to him. They thought that they can bring somebody like Matt Patricia in, who was basically a Muppet, a defensive Muppet out there in New England, who they uh, thought they were going to bring in, and he was going to bring the Patriot way to Detroit. But nobody respects this guy. Nobody likes this guy. Like, nobody listens to this guy. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely pathetic the way that this guy has the Detroit Lions playing. I mean, I read an article a few minutes ago just before I got on the State of the Saints podcast it was a it was an article about Matthew Stafford and on uh, Dan orlowski who y'all probably know from get up and he also played for the Detroit Lions. He was talking about how Matthew Stafford just lost the passion. He, he ain't got that he ain't got that fire in his eyes, man. And I, I don't blame him. I mean, for 12 years, 12 years, this man has been losing. Okay. Never won a playoff game. And and, and never really had no true uh team around him. You know what I'm saying? That consistently created results. And First off, they got to fire Matt Patricia, uh, and and they got to go in a different direction, man, because it ain't working. And like I said, I feel bad for the Detroit line, man. Like, man, we all know about the state of Michigan, man, all the things that have been going on with them, man. You know, for years, you know what I'm saying, it was one of the worst uh, and poor states, you know what I'm saying, in the United States. And I don't know, man. I, they, they deserve a better product than what the Detroit Lions has been putting on the field. So, and i mean and and anybody that's a same fan man y'all understand this y- y'all understand this bro you know what i'm saying y'all y- y'all understand this the, I, i'm sorry i was i got lost with something that i seen in the comments but y'all understand this man them years of losing man it get to you it good to you and, and you feel like there's no hope in sight you know what i'm saying when we when, when was growing up in new orleans when i was uh when i was down there when the saints lose man it, it, it took something with you you know what i'm saying it, it like it made you feel like a, a part of you, you know what I'm saying, was a loser. I, I hate to say it, but it's true. Like Mondays were darker, like people see like they were more angry. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to see nothing like that happen, man. I hope Detroit get it together, man. I would love to see Detroit Lions uh being one of those teams that we talk about in a positive light. So hopefully they can get it together. Uh no uh Yankees in playoffs. Okay, all right, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Jay. Not, I'm not really big on uh, baseball like that. Uh, i probably follow it if they have like a true underdog story. Like I'm following because the Padres, you know what I'm saying? I want to see what the Padres going to do. Um, the Miami Marlins, like, man, about time. You know what I'm saying? I, mean? <laughs> like, you know, I, I want to see what they can do. I see the Braves are back into the playoffs. So I, I follow it, man, when I, I know about them storylines. But, but still, New York, man, they, they need some better representation. Uh, Joseph said the Yankees had a, a decent season. Okay, yeah, Jose. I mean, I'm going to take your word for it. I mean, look at his profile. <laughs> hey, he got the Yankees as his profiles. So I'm going to take his word for it. <laughs> uh, Peyton says uh, Zeke will not be a cowboy for long. Well, he already signed that big deal, Peyton, so he, he might have to stay there. Uh, Mr. Gingerbread Man. <laughs> I guess he's talking about Davenport. Uh, Rome, there in the postseason, uh, Yankees. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I, I stand corrected. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, Stephen A. Smith was clowning on the Cowboys Monday. Yeah. He always clowning on them man. Yeah, he, he, he always clowning on the Cowboys. Um, what's your thoughts on Drew Brees abandoning, uh, open players down the field and going to check downs, then taking credit for, <laughs> for the reception after, uh, the catch. He owes uh Kamara 80% of his check. Um, well, well, Chopper City, uh, he was checking it down a tad bit. But shouts out to Sean Payton for going to Drew Brees and having that conversation with him. He, he talked about he wanted to see Drew Brees try to press the ball a little bit more down the field. And we've seen in the Detroit Lions game that he tried to do it. Now, this is just one game. This is just a small sample size. Hopefully, we don't go back to what we were doing before. But I feel like Sean Payton can help Drew Brees if he just ran the football on um, the saints are very successful running the football over the past few weeks. And um, I think as long as he, he puts emphasis on a running game and you know, Drew Brees is, is really efficient. I think that, you know, they'll be able to do something, but only time will tell, man, just one game. I know this may be early, but we need to keep Mike T sidelined until after the bye week drew uh, starting to trust guys, and we need to ride that momentum into the bye week. we putting up points without him, in my opinion. I think that's a, a, a good take, Chosen. I really do. I think that's a really good take. I think that's a fair take, and I'm, I'm for you with that. I don't feel like you need to rush back Michael Thomas. Look, I like Michael Thomas. I think that his presence is indeed missed on his team, uh, but at the same time, um, I, I want to see him uh, be strong and uh, don't have to worry about him getting any surgeries or having – you know, any setbacks. So I definitely feel like, you know, if he's healthy enough to practice, what's another week, man? I mean, he's been missing all this time. What's another week? And then you add on extra week since you have a bye week after the charges, let him come back then. And I think he'll be well rested. I think you know his ankle will be close to 100% and that'll, that'll be it. That. So I definitely agree with what you're saying on that. Uh, WTF, the deal with Taysom. Dude can't hold on to the damn ball. Man, I don't know what's going on with Taysom, man. I, I really don't. I don't know what's going on with Taysom. I, I really just don't know. Uh, but, you know, he got to get it together, man. I mean, they still trust him and stuff like that. But when you start putting the ball on the ground, we all know that uh, Sean Payton to have you so deep on the bench. You know what I'm saying? You're going to need a, a magnifying glass or you're going to need a spotlight to find you. It, it's just the truth. So he had to get it together, man. Wade Phillips for Saints uh, D coach. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind Wade Phillips being the Saints defensive coordinator. Wade Phillips is a much better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach. I will say that. Um, And also, man, Wade Phillips, uh, he knows how to coach in big games. Uh, I know the the Rams end up losing that game against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You know, the Super Bowl we should have been in. But, um, you know, he did a really good job at containing Tom Brady in that game. I mean, it was one of the most boring Super Bowls ever. And I still didn't watch that Super Bowl to this day. i never seen that Super Bowl. But Wade Phillip always rises to the occasion. Um, and coaches a really good game, like when he goes up against some of that elite talent. Matt Patricia is just like Josh uh, McDaniels. Uh, Please stay a coordinator. Matt Patricia is a, man, just a muppet. I think he was just a placeholder who fell into a job, you know. Lions, Bengals. Falcons, Browns, Jets, just bad from the top down. Well, you got to eliminate the Browns right now because the Browns out there beasting, you know what I'm saying? But as far as the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow is it shows a lot of promise. They need to give him offensive line. Uh, the Lions, uh, just bad ownership. Uh, and the Falcons, uh, I, I really don't know what's going on with the Falcons and the Jets. I mean, they just the Jets. I mean, what, 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 are you surprised that the Jets stink, you know, uh, Anybody that goes to the Jets, like it's just a, a dumpster fight. J. Rock says uh, they shouldn't have fired Jim Caldwell in the first place. Absolutely, I 100% agree with that. You know, I mean, this dude would just do like 10 and 23 as a head coach. I'm talking Matt Patricia, 10 and 23. But you ain't got no patience with Jim Caldwell, who had those boys in the, who had them them boys in the playoffs. Like, are you kidding me? Dennis Allen got to go. Yeah, I'm on that. I'm on that train now, man. Dennis Allen, <laughs> the king of DPIs. <laughs> Line management is garbage. Absolutely. Trash. Straight up trash. Unbelievable. If Drew retires, what quarterback would you like to see lead the team free agent in a draft? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Matthew Stafford. Or this one is a long shot. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. If you get Jordan Love then in, in the first round, that's telling me that uh, you, you you thinking about moving away from Aaron Rodgers. So Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. But if I had them in order, and, and, and this is in order, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and I'm saying Aaron Rodgers last because I think it's a long shot. So yeah. And also, like I know this might be sound crazy too. But I wouldn't mind seeing Carson Wentz as a Saints quarterback. I really don't. I know he's struggling right now. I think it has a lot to do with the trust between him and and um, Doug Peterson. But I wouldn't mind seeing Carson Wentz in the Saints uniform. I think Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback. As he said, true TJ. Uh, oh, God, I used to hate watching Saints football when I was 14 back in 2014. That was hurtful. Yeah, man. Well, look. You said back in 2014 when you were 14, but I can remember back in 94 when them boys, man, (laughs) suck. Like you knew the Saints were gonna lose. Like well, you see, there there are certain things in life guaranteed: debt, taxes, and the Saints losing on Sunday. (laughs) Them boys was bad, but I still was a fan though. The Astros, okay. Shouts out to the Astros. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the Astros with they cheating cells. <laughs> they won't press buttons and 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 do uh and read signals. Uh, Giants and Saquon is different from Giants without Saquon. Yeah, that's that, first off. <laughs> uh, first off, they need to go ahead and get rid of their general manager. I mean, that guy, that guy there, yeah, man. I don't understand how this guy survived two coaches. Like, I just don't, man. Like, I mean, he, he getting the P.J. Williams treatment for real, man. I, I really don't. Like, they they giving this guy, Dave, Dave Gettleman is, give, is getting the P.J. Williams treatment out there in New York. But, I mean, it started when they tried to get rid of Tom Coughlin. Like, are you kidding me? A coach that got you two Super Bowls and y'all couldn't be patient with him? And you hire Ben McAdoo? All right, come on, man. The, the the biggest claim of fame that he have is sitting on the sideline with them uh, with them sunglasses on, looking like that chick that called the uh, police on them people for barbecuing. You know what I'm saying? That's his that's and having that slick back hair like a like a New Jersey lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's that's his claim to fame because it definitely ain't coaching. Seriously. Uh, last Saint uh, said, uh, "Be glad you didn't watch him in the nineties, man." Anthony, I, I mean, they hit the nail on the head. Even in 2014. We still had a great offense and something positive. Yeah, you didn't know what you was gonna get from week to week in the 90s. You really, you really just didn't know. You, you really just didn't know. Uh, can we trade Pete? Uh, <laughs> trade Pete, sign Wolf for next year. Uh, nah, man, let War Daddy go ahead about his business. Uh, Andrews, Pete. I feel like Andrews, Pete is a better run blocker than a pass blocker right now at this stage of his life. Um, I just think that that's. Uh, by signing Andrews P for five years, it seems like the Saints want to put emphasis on the run. And that's the only positive about this whole entire situation with signing Andrews P. I Uh, I love how Sean gives Dennis Allen a death stare but refused to do anything about it. Yeah, man. I mean, they too close. They too close, man. They they do they do they just too doggone close. Uh I don't know, man. Sometimes you can be too close to a person where you can't really have those type of conversations with them. But, uh, man, Sean needs to do something. Got to do something. Saints get Deshaun Watson, Houston get Taysom, Andrews, Pete, and a first. Man, that is not happening. Deshaun Watson ain't going nowhere. He is not going anywhere, folks. Man, what about 1978? <laughs> uh, you talking about the 78 Saints? Man, pfft, Horrible. <laughs> it was hard watching the saints in the 90s yeah it definitely was uh no wins yeah man i like wins man i like carson wins carson wins just man he got no receivers like man they got no receivers alshon jeffries stay hurt uh you got deshaun jackson he old now you know what i'm saying like he can still run but he old you know and then you got a dude that used to be a quarterback at houston and you got uh Boston Scott, who y'all know, you know, he played for the Saints for a little while. I mean, he ain't got nobody. I mean, you got uh Samuels and, and he got Ertz and and Dallas got her, but he ain't got nobody. Like, how a man supposed to win with that? What you gonna what are supposed to do with that? Man can't do nothing with that. Sean not firing DA uh when we two and two. No uh DC will come here if we fire DA at two and two. Uh no, I disagree. And first off, um, it's not one of those positions where you fire somebody in the middle of the season. Like that's you don't really do that. Like, first off, man, it is tough. You know what I'm saying? You can't just bring nobody in the middle of the season when most of the all-season and the beginning of the season and training camp, uh, teams been learning like one, you know what I'm saying, defensive scheme. You bring somebody else in, they're gonna want to bring their own guys, they're gonna want to bring their own scheme. Like, can't do that. You'll be coaching you know what i'm saying you will be coaching behind the eight ball you can't do that you know what i'm saying so they have to ride with them to the end of the year and then they can make a decision like that that's not a, it's not like a head coach like a head coach you know what i'm saying like a head coach is designed to be a facilitator like don't let sean payton like with the play call sheet fool you a head coach is a facilitator he facilitates the you know and and, and keeps on top of things okay so if you fire him you can slide somebody else in, you know what I'm saying, to take over the duties and make sure you control the day-to-day operations. It's like a, you know, it's like an assistant manager when if you decide to fire your store manager, you know. Like, you can just be a placeholder right now, keep the store maintained until they get a new store manager in there to take over again. Kind of the same thing. So um, you, that's definitely a position you don't want to fire anybody at the beginning of, of the season. Like, maybe change some things around. but. TJ, I know we are not talking about it, but should Michael Thomas sit out this week? If I uh, was the New Orleans Saints, if I was a representative, if I was the coach of the New Orleans Saints, then, yeah, he would sit out. He would. If this storm hit the city, it's going to hurt the Saints too. Yeah, I heard about that storm, man. Y'all be careful out there. No, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it goes the other way, man. We We don't want that negative energy. Dennis Allen will be DC as long as Sean Payton is head coach. He has a hard time letting go of his buddies. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth, man? Y'all remember how long it took them to get rid of uh yeah, was that? What was that? Joe Johnson? What the, you know what I'm saying? Bill Johnson, uh Joe Vitt. Hey, hey, y'all remember how long it took that boy to get rid of them uh them guys? You know? So yeah, he, he does have a hard time getting rid of his friends. Lions and cowboy ownership are a dump, um, dumpster fight. Yeah, but the only difference is with the Cowboys, man, they, they got people by the you know what's. You know what I'm saying? And the Lions, they don't. Even if the Cowboys lose, people are talking about how bad they lost. Ain't nobody talking about no Lions if they lose. The only time they're going to talk about the Lions is if they win. Doubtful cries. I heard Davenport got hurt uh, getting his flu shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I hope not, man. I hope not. Davenport, man, they they, they definitely need him. Davenport soft is cotton. <laughs> not a lot of Davenport supporters here. Uh people think that we should fire him now, and that ain't happening. That would not be a good idea. Two first round picks. Uh is Taysom Hill uh, for Gardner Minshew. What? Two first round picks for Taysom Hill? Nah, Brian, that ain't it. <laughs> Brian, I love you, my friend, but no, that ain't it, man. <laughs> that, that ain't it. <laughs> I, hey, I'm the. Hey, I'm not. I'm not giving two first round picks. For a dude that just because he got a, a mustache, like nah, bro. That ain't it. Nah, that ain't it. That ain't it, man. No, nah, that ain't it. Uh Hurricane Delta. Is this hurricane a special force soldier? <laughs> nah, man, they just ran out of names. Uh, so they, they're going into the you know, to the Greek alphabet. So they already ran through the whole names because of uh different tropical depressions. So they had to go use the Greek alphabet. Gary Gibbs, thank you. Thank you, Kimo. Thank you. Gary Gibbs. Can thank his name. And I'm glad I didn't. Uh, only thing rising up in Atlanta is the draft. <laughs> 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 we need to play more couple two man to man bliss sees. Uh tiger us burnt or flag yeah man i think they need to play more cover two and zone definitely uh who remembers when sean payton got ran over on the sideline and broke his leg yeah i remember that But they were like 2013 or something like that yeah man i think it was something like that but uh since we talk about sean payton and not being willing to let people go uh i heard that the new orleans saints were uh, working out wide receiver tommy lee lewis now We all know Tommy Lee. Uh, Tommy Lee will forever be, uh, you know, sculpted into our minds because of that controversial nine call when uh, Nikkel Roby Coleman hit him on the sidelines and the referees didn't call the flag. So the Orleans Saints are trying to bring him back, trying to sign him back. And I just don't get it, folks. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get why we continuously dig in the crates trying to sign guys that we already didn't let go and honestly Tommy Lee Lewis is now the new Andy Tanner of the New Orleans Saints now some of y'all probably know what Andy Tanner is right Andy Tanner was a guy who got cut Saints signed a back he got cut again he signed a back I think he got cut and signed by the Saints like 14 15 different times this is what Tommy Lee Lewis is this this would be what Tommy Lee Lewis 14 Fourth time, right? Let me see. Sound with the Saints, went to Detroit. They signed him back. They cut him again. Yeah, so and he went to Carolina. Then they cut him. And OK, so this is his fourth time back with the New Orleans Saints. My goodness, bro. If the man didn't have it the first time, if he didn't have it the second time, if he didn't have it the third time, what makes you think that he going to have it the fourth time? This is my biggest gripe with the New Orleans Saints that they continuously do this lazy-ass coaching. They don't want to go out here and try to challenge anybody. They don't want to go out here to try to coach any new people up. They just rather just be lazy as hell and go get guys that they like, well, he know the playbook. Bring them on back in. No, 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 no. Get some of these young guys. You got Lil' Jordan Humphrey over there. You got Benny Fowler over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you sitting up here getting Tommy Lee Lewis? Tommy Lee Lewis is not good, folks. I'm sorry. It, it's a fact. Tommy Lee Lewis is not good. I only remember Tommy Lee Lewis maybe scoring one touchdown. That was on a wheel route against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't remember nothing significant about Tommy Lee Lewis. Like, when even when he was returning kicks, man, it wasn't even nothing that special. I mean, he, he had no elusiveness. He was just fast. He was just a short, fast guy. I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Why are you signing this guy back? Why are you not trying to use some of the other guys that you have? Maybe sign somebody else that you haven't seen before, right? Why are you going out here getting Tommy Lee Lewis, a guy who has given you absolutely nothing? And the best thing that Tommy Lee Lewis could have ever done for the New Orleans Saints was stayed his ass on the ground when he got hit. He wanted to prove he was tough and the Cal Robert Colbin didn't hurt him. Bruh, I would go back to that spot. I wish I could have had like an out-of-body experience where I can just leap into the body of Tommy Lee Lewis. Man, you would have thought I got shot the way I would have stayed still on that ground. If you ever seen Jerry Maguire, if you ever seen Jerry Maguire and you had Cuba Gooden Jr., who was a wide receiver for the Cardinals, and he got hit on a play and he stayed down. And everybody was all nervous and stuff like that. They were wondering, like, you know what I'm saying? Was he dead? That would have been me, okay? All right? That would have been me. I wouldn't – I, I bump all the have break dancing and stuff like that he was doing. I probably would have did that after the game was over because I would have been in the Super Bowl. Tommy Lee Lewis, man. My goodness. I wish I would have been him. I, I would have I been him. I wish I would have been him, man. Y'all would have thought I was dead. Like, for real. Like, Tommy Lee. Man, oh, my goodness, man. He's not moving down there. Uh, They're getting the EMTs. Like, for real, I would have milked that. Like, y'all, y'all would have thought I was dead. They would have been sending prayers up. They would have been sending fake uh, fake well wishes and everything to your boy. Because I would have been, man. Y- y'all, <laughs> bro, I would have been so low on that ground, man. I would have been underneath the grass, okay? For real. They, they would have thought, thought I was dead, bro. They would I would have forced them to throw that flag. Because if he like honestly, if he would have stayed on the ground, it would have forced the referees to throw a flag. There wouldn't be nothing they can do about it. It wouldn't be no dispute. If the guy would have got hit and fell on the ground and stayed there, it would have made the NFL look so bad if they didn't throw that flag. Man, I would have been dead, bro. I'm serious. I wish I could have that back. Let me jump into time and leave by. As soon as that boy would have hit me. Oh! Y'all would have thought I was dead, man. Real. <laughs> Timely cheap, TJ. I mean, you could find another cheap wide receiver, Kevin. Key down south says, Preach. We need to sign Emmanuel Butler back. Yeah, that would have been somebody I would have signed. It's dead's time. Uh nah, that, that ship has sailed, my friend. Uh, the movie goes sound like it. <laughs> I got shot. Yeah, from <laughs> I got shot. I got shot. I got shot for real. <laughs> oh, man. Days, days, and days. Man, Ernest, man, you want days, Brian? I don't know, man. I think that ship sailed, man. I think nobody really wants this guy. You know, I don't know why. We'll never know, man. We'll never know. Bill Sales told Peyton Tommy Lee was a special player a while back. Maybe that has something to do with them bringing Tommy back. Well, if he's so special, then why are you getting cut everywhere you go? Okay? Look, I ain't got nothing against Tommy Lee Lewis, but look, if you didn't have it the first time, if you didn't have it the second time, you didn't have it the third time, man, I wish I would have taken Tommy Lee's soul on that pass interference. I would have looked like the final destination death scene. Ref would have been forced to throw a flag. That's how. That's the way I feel. It would have made the NFL look bad if he would have stayed on that ground and throw that flag. We need to sign Earl Thomas. I don't care what his pass is, just get him a one-two-strike policy. Um I don't know, man. I I don't know what the Saints trying to do with that. Maybe they just don't want that guy in the locker room. I can't say I too much blame him, man. The Saints did a good job getting rid of all them other guys that were trouble in the locker room <laughs> you see how uh desperate uh junior galette is i mean this man up here posting pictures of him playing for the saints and everything like that Talking about take me back take me back like man i don't know man they did a good job getting rid of those guys so i wouldn't even go back in that direction harris is the new tommy lee now nah, uh harris is better than tommy lee <laughs> that, that is a huge upgrade uh, Saints are very awful in getting free agency uh, getting free agency and scouting instead of developing a new talent they already have. Yeah, they, they definitely do a, a sorry job with that, unless you're offensive lineman. Unless you're offensive lineman, you know, I mean, even like wide receivers, you know what I'm saying? Like Michael Thomas, man, he developed into a pretty, you know what I'm saying, decent wide receiver. But it, it was some, you know, after like the whole Meacham and Lance Moore, you know what I'm saying, days, it kind of fell off a tad bit. And now you know what I'm saying with Michael Thomas, they started like pick it back up again. But I think it has a lot to do with uh Curtis Johnson coming back. You know what I mean? Cause when Curtis Johnson left and he was coaching Tulane, uh the Saints didn't have that uh that that firepower like they once did. But when Curtis came back, I mean they played pretty well. Mohammed Sanu is available. Uh yeah, that's nice. I don't know if I want him to be signed. I like think he kind of damaged goods. We ahead of the curb. Uh, we need some villains on defense. Our defense is very, very soft. Indeed, Timothy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Steven Jones blackballed this. I wonder how he did that. It does seem like somebody blackballed him, it, man. Is something wrong with Earl the reason why no team want him? Yeah, besides the fact that he crazy. <laughs> you know, Besides the fact that he acting. Well, I won't say he crazy, but he's acting crazy but you know nobody want to deal with that nobody wants earl thomas he went to another team locker room and said come get me he lost all players respect as a teammate and not to mention man like he up there want to fight his teammate because he 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 ran the wrong route you know what i'm saying he made the wrong decision in a in the offensive player scored a touchdown in practice you know like how you gonna get mad at that man for that And won't fight i mean earl man i don't know man i mean he does play safety man and we all know man about the head trauma and all that kind of stuff from them guys. So uh, he wasn't always like that. So, do you think Nick Easton is better than Andrews Pete? <laughs> the way he playing right now, he is. Mike T is the best player we ever drafted. Mm, uh, let me see. I'm, I'm going to make sure. I want to make sure that I'm. Uh, let me go back and think. Give me a minute. Nah, he not. <laughs> nah, nah, he, he not the best player. Not right now, he's not. He, he's not the best player. Like, you got to give respect to Jarry Evans. You got to give respect to Willie Rove. Like, just because, just because guys play, like, star positions where they, like, high profile, like, don't mean that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like... We're, Willie Rolfe, you know what I'm saying, it, this wasn't his fault, Archie Manning, you know what I'm saying, I feel like he was one of the, you know what I'm saying, greatest Saints, he just had a horrible team around him, Um, yeah, man, it, it's too many, man, like, I have to say, to me, the greatest player the Saints ever drafted were offensive linemen, that was Willie Rolfe and, and um, Jari Evans, like, seriously, like, those those are the two guys i feel like the same drafted and you can you know what i'm saying and as of right now i mean look he gonna go on in my opinion hes gonna go on to you know surpass him but marcus Colston until you know what i'm saying like michael thomas like surpasses him he you know what i'm saying marcus is still in that conversation michael thomas is a a very good receiver but i'm still gonna i'm still giving respect to Colston until Michael Thomas like completely like just wipes away all his records. So nah, but Willie Rofe, Willie Rofe is the greatest New Orleans, the greatest Saints, uh, in my opinion, the greatest player the Saints ever drafted. And then Jari Evans. And I'm not just saying that because Jari was on the show. I mean, it's true. I just uh I, I just think that offensive linemen, we don't give them no respect. Like we we don't, like we don't, we don't respect. Offensive lineman, because you know they don't play that sexy position, you know. But when you look at Willie Rove, man, you look at his career, you look at how many all pros this guy had, how many Pro Bowl appearances, you look at um Jari Evans, like how many all pros he had. Like, y'all, man, he's like Jari Evans going to the Hall of Fame. I don't think y'all understand that that guy going to the Hall of Fame, he may not be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's going to the Hall of Fame. You look at his stats. Sky never missed a game. Uh, I'm sure uh Sean uh don't know what the word develop is. <laughs> I don't know, it seems like he don't know sometime. Uh hell no, coasting. Yeah. I mean, you gotta throw Alvin Kamara in there eventually, you know. You gotta throw Mark Ingram in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta throw Cam Jordan up in there. I mean, that's that's a strong statement right there, man. That's a that's a very strong statement. Uh somebody say Sammy Knight. I don't know about that, man. Sammy Knight. I say Sammy Knight the, the best safety the Saints ever had. <laughs> you know, uh, but nah, he ain't, he ain't the best player. TJ uh wish well uh for all us Louisiana people getting ready for this storm. Yeah, of course Saints Nation. Yeah, absolutely, man. I wish I wish everybody in Louisiana well, all of you. So Jari Evans never missed a game. Now he never missed a game. Oh, let me let me let me take that back. Let me take that back. He never missed a game his first time around with the Saints, right? Now when he came back for his second stint, he did, and when he went to Green Bay, he did. But in a in a Saints uniform, like in his prime, like from his rookie season in his prime, and then when he left and went to uh, Green Bay, he never missed a game, never. Ricky Jackson, yeah, that's a, that's another one deuce McAllister, that's another one too i definitely think alva kamara is mvp the usage uh he's not even getting a lot of reps and he's still producing quite impressive yeah it, it really is uh deuce he young yeah man deuce McAllister is uh yeah he, some some guys just get you know some guys you just uh just automatically respect like Deuce McAllister just gets the respect, not, you know, he, I mean, I wouldn't put him up there as being one of the greatest saints or whatever like that. I, I just don't like, I think Deuce was okay. I, I mean, I, I don't think he was like all that, you know, he was a, he was a, he was a really good, he was, he was really good for the, for the city and, for a long time, like he was like the best thing on the Saints team offensively, but man, I don't know, man. Deuce was like Deuce to me was like a poor man Eddie, a poor man's Eddie George or something like that. That's who he was to me. Like he wasn't the fastest, like he he didn't like break off big runs. He was just like a, a battering ram. You know what I'm saying? He fought for extra yards and stuff like that. Even just. He was a poor man's Eddie George. That's that's the best day. That's the best way I could describe Deuce McAllister. I I, I like him. Got a lot of respect for him, but I, I feel like I feel like his mystique. <laughs> I feel like it's the whole mystique behind uh, Deuce McAllister. Man, I feel like um, he wasn't all that. You know what I'm saying? I think Saints fans kind of overblow uh, what Deuce McAllister was. Uh, I saw Davenport when Southern faced UTSA back in 2017 and dude had zero sex on us and our team was injured i told myself i do not want the saints to draft this guy and look what happened well deuce is the greatest saint ever i i don't agree with that i, I think willie rofe is the greatest saint ever willie rofe well you know what i'm saying archie manning i mean he just like you know otherworldly when it comes to saints fan but to me willie rofe is if we just talking about like, like real true saint players, uh, you know what I'm saying, a a, a great all time great player. I mean, the guy in the Hall of Fame. So it's hard to, hard to say that. <laughs> Bro, Ricky Williams. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about hype? <laughs> Shoot, that's the hype man of the year right there. But I still remember them commercials and stuff, man. Ricky Williams coming in New Orleans, but well, we thought for sure, boy, we're going to the Super Bowl. Boy, what a flop! We talking about the greatest Saints draft picks, the greatest Saints players in general. Oh, uh, um, who, who was that that asked that? I mean, who made that statement? Said Michael Thomas was the best uh, player the Saints ever drafted. I'm sorry, I can't go to, I can't go um, that far up. But um, sorry, I don't understand. We ain't talking to you, Google. But anyway, um, I don't know. I, let me see. Oh, Okay, I found it. All right. So this was the this was the statement that was made. So this came off the, the statement, this statement here. That's the reason why we're talking about this. Morton Anderson. Okay. So I think we're now going into that whole who's the, you know what I'm saying? Like who's the greatest saint ever? So this is what we're gonna do right now. Since we we going down this, <laughs> we're going down this road. Everybody posts their favorite saint of all time. Everybody post their favorite saint of all time, not named Drew Brees. Okay, I, I, I know a lot of people are probably gonna put Drew Brees if because I mean that that goes without saying, folks. That, that goes without saying. Like if if we just gonna talk about greatest saint ever, I'm pretty sure the majority of people are gonna say Drew Brees. All right, so outside of Drew Brees, who's your your favorite saint of all time? And I'm gonna read off a few of them. Let's see i'm gonna give it a minute because i don't know if these are just names or you know are you actually answering my question here okay malik says coasting randy says joe horn tevin says joe horn your boy jay says coasting adrian says joe horn the question was drafted. Yeah, the question was drafted, but I think a lot of people start putting like they just their favorite saint on here, so we we just uh, shifted Tim. <laughs> Darren Shaw, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Marcus colston was the biggest draft steal in Saints history. I don't think he's the biggest draft steal in Saints history. I think he was the biggest draft steal in NFL history around this thing. Outside of like Tom Brady, you know, you got to put him up there. You know, Tom Brady was the, the greatest draft steal of all time, though. Costin and Ingram. Okay. <laughs> Andrews <T. laughs> Pete. Jonathan Velma. Okay. Think the Saints need to stay away from man to man. I definitely agree with that. Uh Reggie Bush. I'm young, so ain't nothing wrong with that, Rico. I mean, if that's your favorite player in Saints' history, that hey, nothing wrong with that. Tevin says Joe Horn. Toss says Deuce. Added says PT probably. Yeah, PL Thomas is, is my second favorite saint of all time. Sharper and Meach. Okay. He's like Derek Sharp and Robert Meach, but that's a weird combination. But okay. Uh, coasting. Getting a lot of Coasting here. Calvin, Willie Rolfe, Uh Miguel, Jonathan Velma. Uh, Giovanni uh, says uh, John Velma. The Saints says Willie Rofe. Andy says uh Pierre Thomas and, and Jackson, Ricky Jackson. Uh LaCoy says Ricky Jackson. Uh Velma, okay. Now Velma, you know, he played for the Jets. He started his career with the Jets. Otis Williams says uh, Michael Thomas. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Part of that new breed. After Drew Colston, or Rolfe. Now you gotta pick one. I'm 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 seeing people cheating now. People, people, you gotta pick one. Uh, <laughs> <Coulson>. <laughs> Reggie Bush all right that's crazy that he never made a Pro Bowl yeah that's crazy that Coaster never made a Pro Bowl but I mean that was just because he was playing in an era with the Diva receiver and he wasn't a Diva he wasn't a guy that was outspoken he wasn't a guy out there that just saying, look at me like those other guys and I think that kind of hurt him Norman Hand <laughs> okay man rest in peace to Norman Hand part of the lunch bunch back in the day what's your opinion on mike nolan my opinion on mike nolan is he needs to come back and coach these linebackers because uh <laughs> um we we talked about everybody don't need to be you know what i'm saying uh, you know a certain coach or coordinator you know maybe he just not designed to be a defensive coordinator but he was coaching the hell out of them linebackers so i would love <laughs> for mike nolan to come on back to New Orleans and be that linebacker coach that we know he can't be. Because we all know after this, this butcher job that he's doing out there in Dallas, uh, it's safe to say that he probably won't get a defensive coordinator job ever again in life. So come on back, coach these linebackers. I mean, you coached to Mario Davis to be a first-team All-Pro. Caden uh, Ellis was playing pretty well. Uh, Kiko Alonso was playing out his mind. Alex Azzalone was catching interceptions, so man, come on back, come on back, man. We'll we'll take Mike Nolan back, bring him on back, man. Since we since we bring it back, Tommy Lee, since we bring it back, Ken Crawley, come on, Mike, bring him on back, bring him on back. That that's my that's my opinion on Mike Nolan. She <laughs> bring him on back, we need we need your boy, <laughs> we need him bad. Von Johnson, okay. Sam Mills, okay. Now you're cheating, now you're cheating. You didn't think I was gonna catch you, huh? Uh, you think i'll go catch it right here uh uh give it two names i said one name <laughs> Ernest, now you say fast willing. nah man hey it's like just David folks you only can choose one Ernest, <laughs> who's better than a prime cam jordan or will smith i'm gonna go with uh cam jordan i'm gonna go with cam jordan because cam jordan was a little bit more athletic than will smith was will smith was more of a bull rusher you know what i'm saying like he 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 did a lot of bull rushing. You know what I'm saying. He was he would push the offensive lineman back. He had like great strength, but Cam has like different techniques, right? Cam is Cam has like really fast hands. uh You know what I'm saying? Like he can do the spin move. He can do the bull rush. You know like, but Will Smith to his credit, I mean, him getting double digit sacks and he only basically was a one trick pony in that regards. I mean, pretty good. But I'm gonna go with Cam Jordan i think cam jordan was uh better will smith a better rapper than cam though <laughs> cam who cam ryan <laughs> oh which one are we talking about here oh he's he talking about cam <laughs> okay will smith you talking about you talking about the rapper will smith i ain't talking about actor Rapper, Will Smith, you're talking about the, the football player, right, Josh? Thank you very much for the $2, man. Uh, Fred Thomas over Lattimore, I said what I said. Man, you out your mind. <laughs> that's 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 trolling at his finest right there, Ray Ray. Uh, hand will pull up uh, to brothers that are a 200-piece. <laughs> hey, I remember one time, Norman Hand, I was working in a, uh, some of y'all know I'm talking about here, man. I used to work in a, I was working in the Gentillerwood Wood Mall, man. Gentillerwood Wood Mall, man. Right off the old shelf. I worked that foot action up in there, man. Y'all know what it is, man. Hey, shout out to the gentillerwood Wood Mall, man. Tell me that wasn't a place to hang out on a Saturday. For real. Tell me that wasn't a place to hang out on Saturday. The Gentillerwood Wood Mall. But I worked up in that day, man. I worked that foot action. I remember Norman Hand coming up in there and, um, you Know he bought like the five t shirts for 20, you know. So I remember he bought them tall tees and I, I think he bought like a 6x around that mug. I was like, God, I ain't as a big dude, man. But he he was a nice guy, though. He was a nice guy, no doubt about it. But shouts out to the gentler wood mall, man. I went out there, I know they got the Walmart out there right now, but man, gentler wood mall, man, man, that used to be my spot right there. I remember. Like going to that, you know, going to the grocery store that was at the end of the mall. I remember, man, I remember all the stores in there. I promise you, I promise you folks, you first walk into Gentile Wood Mall, they got the Foot Locker right there. Then, after the Foot Locker, they had the Urban Clothing Store. You know what I'm saying? Then they had the Arab people up in there. They were selling their stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I remember every year, like my mom used to take us to the mall and we used to take a picture, man, may he rest in peace. Uh, with with the Black Santa Claus, man, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, if you're from New Orleans, you know this dude. This dude is Santa Claus to everybody in New Orleans, man. But he used to always uh be in the Gentilly with mall, and uh, yeah, man, that was my spot. That was my spot, man. That's my I got my first job ever working at Foot Action. Uh, the Plaza was better before Katrina. Uh, yeah, man. But uh, look, bruh, I I didn't want to catch the I didn't want to catch the broad to the Lake Forest, man. Because first off, the Lake Forest bus we used to come like every hour and a half on a Saturday. You know what I'm saying? And then everybody was loaded up on a Lake Forest bus to go to the Lake Forest Mall. Lake Forest Mall was all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, But you know, I could never get out there like that. So and while I stayed, I stayed in the night ward, man. So it was easy to go to Gentilly Wood Mall. I know we taking a, a left right here on the State of Saints podcast. But hey, man, we, hey, it's a New Orleans thing. Y'all understand. The plaza was better than the Gentile Wood Mall. Of course. Uh I mean that, that goes without Gentile Wood Mall. Okay. Gentile Wood Mall was more like a like an outlet mall, right? And then you had like, you know what I'm saying, a plaza. Then you had like Oakwood Mall and Lakeside. Like, man, you couldn't get out there. We all know if you used to go to Lakeside back in and back in them days, man. You know, police follow you around and all that, man. Like crazy. But, but Gentile Wood Mall, they used to be the hangout spot. Shout out to everyone here on YouTube and Facebook, man. Jared Poore giving everybody a shout out there. AK is everything Chris Ivory and Kyle Robinson is in one piece. Yeah, man. Even the dreads. <laughs> it's a New Orleans thing indeed, my dude. Yeah, man. People from New Orleans know what I'm talking about here. Some, some people are like, man, what are you talking about? Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about shoot that used to be the spot uh i went to abe so the plaza was the norm oh yeah man you went to abe man it was right down the street right like, shoot y'all like right down the street from there east lake hospital and um you know what i'm saying the mall is like right across the street so you can literally like walk down to the mall you know what i'm saying like so i'm pretty sure if you went to abe you went to livingston too right uh my girl said uh she's like on your aka on your mama <laughs> yeah man david ayamada is having one of his best seasons man and uh he just signed that contract man so that goes to show you right there that it's not about money for him to him it's, it's about being productive so shouts out to david ayamada man uh top three saints running backs ever uh Pierre thomas um i'm gonna have to throw out uh mark ingram in there and uh Let's see. Let's see who would be the third. Uh, man, go with Craig Haywood, Craig Ironhead Haywood, man. That, that's, that would be my three. Uh, Ricky Jackson was the second all time in fumble recoveries at the time of his retirement. Yeah, man, Ricky Jackson was a beast, and um, I'm glad that man got a Super Bowl with the 49ers because, like Matthew Stafford. You know, you you be one of the brightest spots on your team all those years and never win nothing. It kind of it kind of hurts you. So I was glad he was able to go to the 49ers and get that uh that championship. Uh what up TJ? I do believe uh Alvin should be considered in an MVP talk. Yeah, man, I think that they need to get away from that whole oh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a quarterback driven league and man, stop telling people that. Like the what you're saying is like the quarterbacks matter And nobody in no other position matters, you know, besides the quarterback. He is the most important thing. It don't matter if you go out here and you catch all these passes. It don't matter if you run for all these yards. Your quarterback or the quarterback is more important than you. And I feel like if a player is playing out his mind, you should go to who is the best qualified player, not the best qualified player that just so happened to play quarterback. Nah, bro, that ain't cool. I don't like that. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. So let's scroll down just a tad bit more. The Black Santa from the Gentile Wood Mall. You should have asked me for a podcast all them years ago. <laughs> well, during that time when I was sitting on uh, Santa Claus lap, I was six years old and I don't think podcasts were made yet. And um, if I was to go sit on a grown man's lap at this age, people would think something wrong with me. So podcast came at the right time. <laughs> so you know, and at that time, man, the only thing I wanted was probably a Ninja Turtle or something. I wanted a Donatello or something. Man, I wasn't thinking about no podcast at that time. Dalton Hilliard. Okay, Dalton Hilliard was good. Uh, George Rogers. Um, yeah, George Rogers had his, man, he would. I don't know. George Rogers went to South Carolina. Man, I think he was a much better college running back than he was an actual NFL running back. Deuce McAllister was a top three Saints running back. Uh, I hate to say it Tremal, but that's not saying much, you know, (laughs) it's not like the Saints just just had like running back you around this thing or something like that. Like they just had a whole bunch of great running backs over the years. So it's not saying much. Yeah. I would definitely, you know, if you put them in the top three, I I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at him, but I think Mark Ingram surpassed him. I think Pierre Thomas was more popular. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as what he has done and, The respect, you know what I'm saying? I think that people like Deuce. They like Deuce because he tried hard. And it's almost like, I put it like this. Deuce McAllister and Pierre Thomas are kind of like on the same level, right? People like them for the same exact reasons. They tough, you know what I'm saying? They gritty. Nothing was ever given to them. They earned everything. So if you switch out Pierre Thomas for Deuce McAllister, I wouldn't be mad at that. But I still think Mark Ingram surpassed. Uh, I feel like he surpassed both of them. TJ, do you think we wasted money on Taysom and Pete? Uh, it's looking like we did. <laughs> it's looking like we did. Looked like we could have uh, just put Nick Easton in that spot and, um, you know, drafted Cesar Ruiz, and we wouldn't have missed the beat. And we could have went out here and probably got another cornerback. I don't know. Could have, right? And if Nick Easton didn't work out that season, maybe we can just, you know. Draft another offensive lineman? I mean, I don't know. But but they like Pete. Mark Ingram did surpass him, but it took Ingram a while to get going. Pierre Thomas came and rolled damn near right out the gate. Yeah, man, but Mark Ingram, I, I feel like this. We wasn't expecting Pierre Thomas to be as good as he was. Okay. Pierre Thomas was an undrafted free agent. The Saints signed. Okay. And the Saints, for some apparent reason, never wanted him to be the guy. Low expectations, man. So, the fact that we are talking about Pierre Thomas right now is a testament to Pierre Thomas. When Mark Ingram came out of college, Mark Ingram was the best running back in college. He won a Heisman Trophy, and he was, and he was one of those guys where everybody just thought was going to be the is all and the be all. So it's kind of the same thing with the the whole Reggie Bush thing. Reggie Bush came out; he was supposed to be the next Gale Sayers. Right, rest in peace, Gale Sayers. So. You can look at it from an expectation standpoint. Very little expectations, little to none with Pierre Thomas, and all the expectations in the world with Mark Ingram. So, if Mark Ingram would have been an undrafted free agent coming in, would we have expected him to be who he is right now? Probably not. Would we be grading him how we do? Or, you know, how will we be grading him? So, I think Mark Ingram eventually started to live up to expectations. You know, probably around year four or something like that. Pierre Thomas, like right off the bat, because Pierre Thomas had to show what he had. He had to show it. If he didn't show what he had, he would have got cut. Mark Ingram had time, right? Because Mark Ingram was a first round pick for the Saints, right? So I, I feel like that's two different that's two different categories. You know what I'm saying? And we look at those guys two different ways. So if you're looking at Mark Ingram, as far as what from the expectation standpoint, he lived up to those expectations, man. Rather, rather you want to look at his first couple years or not, he lived up to the expectations. He, he did what he was supposed to do. A lot of people, you know, I mean, and he won the respect of the that Nation because we were ready to wash our hands with Mark, right? And now when Mark got signed by Baltimore, a lot of people were hurt by it. TJ, what you know about uh, Chicken Mart? (laughs) Uh, Get a case of chicken for $30 only in New Orleans. (laughs) Man, I remember McKenzie's, man. I remember, hey, I remember chicken in a box. Hey, who remember that? Y'all remember they have that big old stupid pieces of chicken, man, from chicken in a box. And the bottom was always greasy, right? Every time you get the chicken in a box, I'm talking about you pick up the The chicken was cheap as hell. But if you pick up the box, I mean, all the chicken will fall through, man, because that's how greasy the box was. <laughs> but it was good, though. And, and if you had, like, a, a big function or something like that, like, how I grew up in church, and my grandmother, she would go there and tell us to go to chicken in a box so we can, you know, have reserved refreshments at the end of church, you know? I mean, used to go to chicken in a box. Yeah, McKenzie's, man. Yeah, McKenzie's is all said McKenzie is still there, man. Yep. McKenzie is still there right off of uh, Elysian Fields and um, and Gentilly. You know what I'm saying? And Gentilly, right? If I'm not mistaken, right over there where that bank used to be at. And uh, it should be right. Well, across the street from Burger Orleans, right? I know what y'all are talking about. Man, I know my city, man. Come on now. Right across the street from uh, Burger Orleans. And where Berger Orleans used to be at, I mean, I don't know if it's still there anymore, but I remember everybody used to go to Peaches, the CD shop. Yeah, Capital One, man. Hey, told, man, I look, I, hey, I know my city, man. No disrespect to Ingram. He did live up to it eventually, but PT surpassed expectation. Uh, PT just my dude. Yeah, man, Pierre Thomas, like I said, he's my second favorite New Orleans Saint of all time. And I like the fact that Sean Payton just constantly brought other guys in to, to replace him, and he just beat the rest of them guys out. I, I got so much respect for that guy, man. Yeah, Bergaule Arlene's still there, man. Hey, I, every time I go down there, man, I get a high size on French from there. Uh, but thank you all very much, man. This has been the State of the Saints podcast, man. Good conversation. I mean, we talk about the Saints. We talk about Elva Kamara. We talk about your favorite Saint player. We talk about... <laughs> You talk about Tommy Lee Lewis. I mean, talk about Berg Orleans. I mean, you get everything here on the State of the Saints Podcast. But thank you very much. Uh, and also subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com search the state of the saints podcast. Also, uh, Facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, I am sorry um that I didn't take any calls. I just found out that my connection, uh, when I was to take calls, it wasn't going to work tonight. So that was the reason I didn't take any. Uh, so I just wanted to apologize to you. I know that some of you probably heard I was going to take calls, but um, I I just figured out that I couldn't do it. Uh, I couldn't connect to it, so that's the reason why I didn't take any calls tonight, but we'll be back at it on tomorrow. Um, Thank y'all very much. Uh, Check out the audio podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com. Thank you all so much. Uh, The audio podcast numbers are starting to grow, but I still need your help, man. If you have not uh, signed up for one of the streaming apps like iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Anchor FM, please take a few minutes of your time just to search for the State of the Saints podcast and follow, please, uh, just trying to get those numbers up there, and uh, I just need your your support on that, but thank you all very much, uh, continue to send your emails and your inboxes and stuff like that, thank you all so much for the, the show topics and um, just you know all the things that you all do, I really do appreciate it. Till next time, all I got to say is, who they.